I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another show of the happy hour. I'm glad you're here. Today is a show where we're talking about motherhood. Now, I know that motherhood is an amazing thing and it's also super hard and vulnerable for so many people. Mother's Day is on Sunday and I wanted to do a show where I talk about motherhood, but I don't want to just talk about how awesome motherhood is because it is. That is true. But I also wanted to spend some time talking about some of the hardships, the grief and the sorrows that come along with motherhood. I think that whether you are a mother through biological ways, through adoption, through step parenting, through an auntie relationship, or maybe you're mothering everybody on your block or everybody in your classroom, what we all know is that when we are spending our time caring for people and loving them, there are hardships, there are grief and there are sorrows, and we can all relate to that. My conversation today is with Katie Ferris, and Katie has a book called God is Still Good, Gospel Hope and Comfort for the Unexpected Sorrows of Motherhood. We talk about biblical lament today and how so much of scripture is about lamenting and how often we don't know how to do that. You guys, I hope this conversation is encouraging for you, and most importantly, I hope that you know that you are not alone. Whatever grief you are sitting in today, you are not alone. Not only are there humans that understand it, but we have a God who loves you and cares for you, and Jesus understands your grief. Guys, I do want to say that yesterday was the happy hour's birthday. So I'm so excited to say that the happy hour on May 9th turned nine. Is this like our golden birthday or something? So for all of you guys who have been here for nine years, I cannot believe it. I just want to say thank you. And I want to just say happy birthday to the happy hour. Is it weird to say happy birthday to yourself? Well, I want to be weird today. Happy birthday to the happy hour. I could have never imagined that this would be my job uh, nine years later. And I am grateful for the conversations I've had, for the people I've met, and for all of the hours of amazing, I really do truly believe amazing content that we have been able to create and nurture for you guys, for the listener. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. All right, you guys, here is my conversation with Katie Ferris. Katie, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. This is wonderful. This is a real joy to have you on. And this is actually playing Mother's Day is Sunday. And so here's the Wednesday before. And you have a book that you released in January, I believe, uh, called God is Still Good, Gospel Hope and Comfort for the Unexpected Sorrows of Motherhood. And so I want to be real honest with you, Katie. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm a mom. (laughs) You're ready. You're ready. I'm a mom. You're a mom. Um, and, but when it comes to Mother's Day episodes on the happy hour, sometimes I get a little nervous because motherhood is complex and everyone has different experiences and every comes to the table with different hurts and pains and joys and sorrows and all the things. And so when I saw your book, I thought this is the Mm -hmm. best conversation around motherhood. Mm -hmm. So thank you for joining us on this Mother's Day episode. Before we jump in, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to my listeners. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I'm Katie Ferris, and I am a wife and a mom and an author. Uh, God is still good. Gospel, hope, and comfort for the unexpected stars of motherhood. And I am a mom of five kids. So my kids, I have three boys and then two girls, and they range in age from my oldest is 16. He, in New Jersey, where we live, he still has his driver's permit, but we're like on the cusp of having a driver in the house. And then all the way down to my baby is five. And so she's just starting kindergarten this year. So we definitely have the age span in our house. And I love being a mom. I have always wanted to be a mom. But uh, at the same time, you know, I think motherhood is a wonderful calling. I think it's even um, like a godly calling, something beautiful that God has designed for us. But I have definitely experienced that along with the joys of motherhood, there's also this just pain that comes with being a mom. And it can take so many different forms. um, But I've definitely experienced that in my own walk as a mom. So I definitely have a heart for moms who uh, have experienced that as well. Yeah. I love in your book, which I listened to on Audible and you read and did a great job of reading it, by the way. But I love how you, the reason I told you sometimes I get like motherhood can make me feel a little uncomfortable if we're going to bring it to the show, to the happy hours, because there's so many ways that people become mothers, whether that's mm-hmm. through adoption, infertility, or maybe a stepmom or, or whatever it might look like. There are also so many difficulties around motherhood and you you don't shy away from talking about those in your book, which I really appreciated. Even the ones that you don't understand, like like for me personally, like you don't have black children, like I have black mm-hmm. children, or you don't have children through adoption, like I have children through adoption, but you don't shy away from bringing those conversations up. And so I'm super thankful for that. Um, I want to talk about two specific things in here. And the reason I picked these two is because we can already acknowledge that motherhood is awesome and great and beautiful. But I want to talk about the things that are hard in motherhood today, because I feel like there's not one mom who's listening that would go, I haven't experienced anything hard in in motherhood. Like this has been so easy. If that's you, give us a call because (laughs) we'd love to know what your secret is. I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but I want to start out with um, a chapter that you entitled grief worthy. Mm -hmm. And I want to read something in here from you. You said, not only is our pain related to the trials of motherhood real and our confused responses to those trials valid, but our trials are grief worthy. Mm -hmm. The afflictions we face as moms, either in our own bodies or as we carry the burden of love and care for our children, include all kinds of losses. Lost sleep, lost time and lost relationships. Suffering also costs us mental and emotional energy, wearing on our bodies and souls, and it also often brings financial burdens. You talk about the ability and the need for us to acknowledge our grief. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is not something, Katie, that as moms we would feel okay about. There there would be something in us that would be like, nope, this is my job. This is what I signed up for, all these things. Why do you find it important for us to acknowledge these griefs that we have? That's such a good question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think there can be so many reasons why we would find it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you already hinted at some of that. You know, I just think mom guilt can take so yeah. many different forms. And so that can come into play here. That would just be one more thing to feel guilty about that I don't have my act together or um, motherhood isn't this maybe idealized picture that maybe I didn't even realize I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think also there is a difference between. Um, just complaining or you know 
maybe even casting a humorous spin on mm-hmm. our challenges in motherhood and actually taking time to acknowledge and recognize that there are hard things that are part of not just motherhood in general, but our personal motherhood experience. And um, I mean, I think grief worthy, that mm-hmm. word worthy, this is worth slowing down and recognizing that this is part of something bigger. Um, You know, and I think I get into this in my book a little bit in setting, you know, there is a story of suffering and that's part of scripture. And even Mm -hmm. suffering as you trace different moms in scripture, moms who have gone through really hard things. uh, But, you know, I think the Bible invites us, you know, along with grief, I think of biblical lament. So Mm -hmm. we could just lament, we could complain in a general sense, but I think biblical lament invites us to acknowledge these hard things, to be honest about them. You know, the Bible is honest, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if it's anything. It's honest about real life, um, and it invites us to be honest about those things. But then biblical lament invites us to bring all of those um, questions that we have, our tears, our struggles, and really direct them toward God in a way that we are coming and saying, God, this is hard, but I trust you in this. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I think the first step really is acknowledging yeah. that there are hard things because if we just ignore, if we try to, like I think I mentioned in my book, you know, I tend towards impatience if we try to just push through something because. Yeah it's too hard to grieve uh-huh. even. Um, I think we can miss some of the things that God actually has for us on a grief, biblical grief, biblical lament journey where I think his heart, even in our struggles, even in our sorrows, is for us to come and know him better. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. You know, that word lament is, mm-hmm. you know, it's like kind of, it can feel like a churchy word, but it's it's not Christianese. It's like literally like mm-hmm. there's a whole book of the Bible, Lamentations, you know, and talking mm-hmm. about lament. When I when you were talking about, and I thought about this when I was listening mm-hmm. to your book as well, like taking lamenting something takes Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. and it takes like intentionality and I think so many times as moms 
this is the understatement of the year. We don't make time for things, not because we don't care, frankly, because mm -hmm. time is hard. You know, it's, time is hard to come up with when you're raising two, one for any, five, however many children you have. And so this idea of biblical man, and you, you talk through this in here about practicing it and how do we actually do that. And your whole point in doing this was like when these things come to us, whatever it might be about your child or about your 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 um, parenting journey, is to actually turn and take them and give them to the Lord. And um, as I was listening to your book, I thought, man, Jamie, how many times do you just push through them? Like you mm -hmm. just, because in my head, I think nothing's going to change. You know, like, you know what I mean? And so how do you practically as a mom, and you can mm -hmm. talk through even some of the challenges that you have as parenting mm -hmm. as well. How do you practically pause, mm -hmm. give intention to lament, give them to the Lord, even if nothing changes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is not, this has not been an easy journey for me. Uh, I learned some of this the hard way. Uh, so I do share a little bit in my book how three of my kids were diagnosed with a serious genetic condition, and it really rocked my world. Um, it turned everything upside down, topsy-turvy, and uh, that was a difficult season following their diagnosis. Um, yeah, it, and then, um, you know, fast forward years later, um, my husband and I, you talk about, you know, motherhood comes to us in all different forms. We had uh, an unexpected pregnancy and, uh, you know, I was just wrapping my mind around <laughs> this, um, this little baby forming inside of me. And then um, we had a, a unexpected loss. Mm. And uh, it was a, you know, miscarriage is never easy. Um, mm. But I think uh, that experience um, for me was an experience that was confusing. It was uh, difficult, but I had other children. And so there wasn't that time. Like you're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, the laundry still needed to be folded. My kids still needed to be fed. They still needed to be taken places. Um, life didn't slow down for that kind of biblical lament. And I you know, several months in after that experience that I sat down with a friend and as I was sharing in a pretty raw, pretty real way, she came back to me and she said, Katie, I think you have more grieving to do. Mm -hmm. And you know the, how the Holy Spirit can do that sometimes, you know, it's just got me right where, um, you know, I needed that truth particularly. Um, and he, she was right because it, I wasn't just grieving the baby that I'd never held, the baby that I'd lost, which I was in a real way, but I was also grieving, you know, all the questions and sadness that came with this genetic condition mm. surrounding my living children and this like awareness that there could be other premature losses. And uh, so I think the miscarriage represented that to me as well. And so following that conversation, you know, my husband and I talked and he had a trip coming up and I ended up just joining him on that trip. And, um, and I'm so grateful. My parents um, are wonderful with my kids. And so they graciously, you know, recognizing the season that I was in, they also watched my other kids so I could join him. And as he went to meetings, I just used that time to like really stop and slow mm -hmm. down and grieve like 
wail and cry mm. and journal and uh, that was really helpful for me um, in that particular season of grief but I think coming out of that as well I think it's also helped me to see you know we don't have to wait until we have two or three days to just yeah. retreat and focus on this and not everyone gets that yeah. um, but I it really could be you know your child is sick and it's hard and you step out of the room and you just take five minutes to pray mm. to the Lord and you cry in that moment and then you go back in. Um, it could be a phone call to a friend. Maybe that's the direction you go with your lament and you just ask that friend to pray for you and come alongside and support you. So I think the lament in the moment, but then, um, you know, for me, it really did help also to set aside intentional time to grieve. But yeah, I think there, I mean, I'm curious, I'm sure you have ideas too, um, what that can look like for someone. I think that the first thing that I think about is even like acknowledging that you need to lament something. Like mm-hmm. that's what I think is like where so many people would get caught up in like, I'm good, I'm fine. Like this like kind of how you, when you were talking to your friend, you didn't even, you weren't even fully aware that you mm-hmm. still needed some grieving. And so I think that was really great that you had a friend that had, you, you trusted her. She mm-hmm. had the boldness of like, you know, the love of Christ coming to talk to you about that. So that was really good. Um, but I think for so many moms, it would just be, acknowledging that you need to and finding the time like you said I know for you in particular Katie you are living in the middle of stuff like there are so many times that we're like well this happened and and we got through this season and Mm -hmm. that was behind us but you and your husband Scott are actually in the middle of so many things when your parenting journey and so staying on this discussion of lamenting and bringing this to the Lord, mm-hmm. what does it look like for you and other moms that are listening that there isn't an end? Like there mm-hmm. is not an end. I think of my, my best friend, Amy, who mm-hmm. her daughter has special needs and you know, she's 20 years old and there's no end to that, to, to this. It's not ever in the past. Like Mabry is always going to have special needs. And so what does lamenting and grieving look like for her, for you, for other moms who are in the middle of things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate this question because I, I've said this a number of times. I really feel like that's my story. Mm-hmm. I'm not at this happy ending. I mean, it's out there. I know that, you know, someday we'll be with Jesus and the tears will be wiped away and there will be a happy ending for followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. But I, and I think so many other people, we live in the middle of our stories and we yeah. don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. We don't know what next month, next year is going to hold. And so I think there's this tension. There's this, um, you know, you want to live today, though. And I think that's where I've come to is, mm. you know what, this is the day that the Lord has given us. And um, he's called me to be a mom today. And, uh, you know, it's taken time. Uh, that's part of this whole process in this conversation. You know, you acknowledge, you grieve when it comes. But then I think the Lord has been kind also to bring us to a place where, the grief is still there. And if I were to slow down and acknowledge how many times a day it pokes me, mm. it does poke me. You know, I read something here, I hear something there, and it pokes me. But I'm not crying my eyes out every day mm-hmm. in this season. But there are things that will trigger me a little bit here or there. And I just need to keep going back to the Lord with those things. Yeah, so in the day to day, I mean, living in the middle, it really is this ongoing uh, 
you know, speaking truth when the lies come in. It's um, taking those moments when I'm pricked and just going to the Lord. Um, it's learning that there's grace for today, not running too far ahead, mm-hmm. trusting that the grace will be there tomorrow when I need it. Um, and it really is, I think, coming to that place of trusting God with the unknowns. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You know, Katie, one thing I really appreciated about your book, two things, and I want to tell you the second one in just a second, but one of them was at the end of each chapter, hmm. you read a prayer to me as I was listening to this for this specific conversation of that specific chapter. And I think it was, I I was listening, like I said, and so I was able to like close my eyes and listen to you pray this prayer over me. And so I was wondering if you hmm. would pray this prayer over our listeners right now from this grief worthy conversation that we're having that that there is this ability for us to have a godly lament that God is willing and wants to hear from us in that Mm -hmm. way so would you read that prayer for us for myself again and the listeners oh I'd be honored dear Lord in our trials help us embrace godly lament thank you for remembering Hannah and her suffering And thank you for remembering us in ours. You are a compassionate God. And we bring all our doubts, questions, fears, uncertainties, and tears to you. Even on our darkest days, assure us of your love for us and reveal truths about your character and promises that we couldn't learn any other way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You guys, y'all hear her voice. You want to listen to this book. As I was listening, I was like, Katie, you were made for this reading book stuff and praying prayers over me. It was so good. I had so much fun recording the book. That was so much fun. It's a lot of work, isn't it? Like you're like, your mouth is tired. Your mouth is dry. At some point you're like, oh, well, this is what happened when I would read my book. I would read things and be like, wow, that's good. Did I write that? Wow, this was good. Or then I'd read it and be like, Oh, okay. Well, didn't know I was going to tell everybody that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, and here's here's um this is true confession. So, I I guess whenever you go into like the studio, whatever position you're in, you have to stay in that position the whole time. So, yes. however many days you're recording. So, I decided I would be more comfortable standing than sitting. Well, the day I got home after my trip to do the audio thing, my back gave out. <laughs> bet, yes. <laughs> From now on, I won't stand. I'll sit. <laughs> you literally have to stay so still and mm-hmm. and read it. It's it's a lot of work and a lot of fun. Um, okay, mm-hmm. I want to I want to go to the next um, chapter that I wanted to talk about, and I think it follows up what we just talked about really well. And um, one of the things that I have already said that I appreciate your book is for me, like I appreciate living with the truths of Scripture. And the truths about God, where I can stand firm, 
on the foundations that God is a good God, like that God is good, even when my life feels really hard. Like, and, and I'll and I'll be honest with you, that is not easy, but it is. Um, it is something that has been so comforting to me mm-hmm. in my motherhood, in whatever journey I've taken on. Is that like God is mm-hmm. a big enough to handle my grief, like we just talked about. Like He's big enough to handle my anger, my tears. But that he's still good. And I think that this is a struggle for a lot of women. And so you have a chapter called God is still good. Um, And, you know, you talk about a lot of times our experiences don't kind of live up to our self-defined expectations of God. And so can we talk about where we get into the trouble of giving God our own expectations from him and how that can be hard for us to then sit in the truth that he is good when we have defined Mm -hmm. good as something other than was true so go ahead and just talk to us about that sure no i think you just um i mean you just touched on it with saying our own definition Mm -hmm. so it is i think we can have our own definition of what good is so if god were good he would do this he would you know heal my child or he would work this situation out for my child or whatever we think good would look like and then when god does something his own way that's not our way we can be tempted to think well maybe he's not really good and so i what i um did in that chapter is i took readers to the book of exodus where moses is encountering god and God is telling Moses who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I need the Lord to do for me. I need the Lord when I'm trying to define him based on my feelings, based on my own ideas, to come in and tell me who he is. And mm-hmm. he tells us that he is good. And then he goes on and he tells us what that goodness includes. It includes his mercy and forgiveness that covers our sins. It's his love that loves us, you know, to the uttermost and you know shows us that in christ so his goodness as he defines it is what we need and uh, i think this also gets to you know just unpacking we have our own ideas about things but letting god's truth speak to our own ideas and our own feelings as well you know, that was my second thing I was going to tell you that I loved about this book is how much you spoke to the reader as how we need to speak truths over ourselves because our mm-hmm. lies that we believe can become too big. And um, you did that so beautifully in the book. And I just want to encourage you guys, if you grab this book, which you should, <clears throat> in the back, there is literally a mm-hmm. list of lies that we believe. All, lies from like, my trial produces only pain to my trial re- reflects my lack of faith. I'm alone in my trial. I'm the only one who suffers. My trial will never end. This trial is too strong for me. All of these lies that we all have said, that we all believe, uh, that the enemy wants us to stand on those as truth. And then you are like, no, we will not, enemy. We will not stand on those. So you give us truth, and then you give us God's word. I'm going to read one, for example. The example would be this. Uh, Let me find one that relates to this, uh, what we're talking about. Uh, Here we go. My trial and suffering mean God doesn't love me. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Like God is good is that we can sometimes mm-hmm. say if everything's going well, God loves me. So that's the lie. My trial and suffering mean God doesn't love me. And your truth that you get point us to is nothing can separate from me from God's love. And then you point us to God's word. And so I, that was my second favorite thing about the book that you did, because I try to do that in my own life. I've replaced lies with truth. Tell me this. It feels like an obvious answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways. 
Why is this so important in motherhood that we are continually finding ways to replace those lies with truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's true in life, but in motherhood in particular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to take a slightly, like a, a little detour here. Um, take all the detours you want, Katie. We're <laughs> okay. here for your detours. <laughs> Thank you. So I was thinking, you know, I'm coming on the happy hour with Jamie Ivy, but, you know, this isn't a happy topic. Mm. It's sorrows of motherhood, right? And, um, you know, I think in our sorrows, we can be tempted, you know, as you just read that list of lies, to believe all these things. And so I think um, we, in motherhood, yeah, I don't know what the obvious answer you are thinking of (laughs) is, but um, do do you want to tell me what you were thinking? Well, I mean, I think think the obvious answer is in all of life, of just like, because those lies will not sustain us and the truth will. Yes. But for me in like motherhood, to me it comes down to like, I don't have time sometimes to think about the truth. Mm. I forget the truth. Like I feel alone sometimes, like all mm-hmm. those things. And so replacing those lies with truth, it becomes almost foundational. Like I, I can't get through today if I'm still mm-hmm. going to stand on lies because that it won't help, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I love how you brought it back to this. And of course, it's for all of life. But I'm like, with motherhood, Mm -hmm. like, I'll feel so alone. And I already feel alone sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just adding more aloneness, you know? And so I guess, like, I would just love to hear from you, like, Mm -hmm. personally, what does it look like? And Mm -hmm. why is it so important in your journey? You're in the middle Mm -hmm. of pain already. You know, five kids, five to 16. Mm -hmm. Um, What does it look like for you to, to stand on truth instead of lies? Right, right. Well, and I think that's where I was going with the whole, um, you know, happy hour. How does that relate to sorrows? Is because this is where the happiness comes in. Mm. Um, these lies are going to be there. And I think of the mom who doesn't know Christ and only has the lies. Mm. Where does that leave her? You know, that leaves her in her loneliness. That leaves yeah. her in her pain. Um, and I think every mom experiences that. I think the difference for believing women is that we have God's truth. We Mm -hmm. have this um, beautiful promise that he is with us. And that's what gives us hope. And that's what gives us happiness. That's why we can be happy even when life is hard. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, the day might not go well. My child might be struggling. There might be that meltdown in the grocery store. And I'm not feeling happy. But I have Christ with me. I have Christ Mm -hmm. in me. And it's God's word that tells me that truth. It's God's word that reminds me of that truth. And it's what keeps me grounded. Um, So that's why we can even have this conversation Mm -hmm. because of who God is and his goodness that takes our life so that we're no longer as moms simply, you know, we don't know we no longer just find our identity as struggling mom or suffering mm. mom or sorrowful mom where i would be tempted to stay but in christ i hear something different you know the truth tells me i'm a beloved daughter mm. that's who i am and so i have many reasons to rejoice and to be grateful and to be thankful and i have an experience a history of god's faithfulness that i can 
you know, I can, again, be reminded in his God's word that just as he's been faithful, he's going to continue to be faithful. So Mm. without these truths to these lies, my life would look very different. Um, And I think that would be true for a lot of moms who really all they see is hard road, hard road. Mm -hmm. But we get Jesus on that hard road, and that makes all the difference. All the difference it does. I have a friend who... um, years ago we were in a Bible study together and we were talking, I cannot remember what we were talking about, but at one point she's like, I want to show you guys something. She pulls out of her purse. It was like note cards and they were on a binder ring, you know, so Mm. she could flip them. And she had, and they looked worn. I mean, it was like, you could tell they had been flipped. They had been flipped. (laughs) And on one side she wrote a lie and on the other side she wrote a truth and a Bible Mm. verse. It's exactly what you have in the back of your book. Oh, wow. And so she would carry those with her. And as she started to believe something that was a lie, she would flip through it and find it, acknowledge the lie, flip it over, read the truth about what God says about her and read the scripture to go with her. And that's what she was doing to constantly renew her mind, like scripture tells us to do, is that she was acknowledging the lie, which I think is important, like we talk about with acknowledging grief, like call Mm -hmm. it for what it is, Mm -hmm. and then calling the truth. And I just have never, ever forgotten that practice that she showed me. And maybe I need to go about myself some flip note cards is what I need to do. But <laughs> but it is so true because she was ex- she was showing us this has been such a lifeline to me. And I think mm-hmm. that's what you're saying here in your in your book about really, really speaking truth to, to the mm-hmm. lies that we're believing. Um, mm-hmm. And you get to show that to your kids as you do that as well. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Um, I would love for you to read the prayer at the end of that chapter as well mm-hmm. from God is still good of just really praying for listeners um, who might be going something through something hard um, to really pray for them. And, you know, you mentioned like this is the happy hour. And I think that like the thing is, I'm such a, a realist, like I, I'm like to the extreme realist, you know, mm-hmm. and what I know to be real is that life is just hard. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's zero way around it. You can't go under it, over it, around it. You've got to go through it. And mm-hmm. life is so hard. And so one of the greatest gifts for me is God's promises that he's with us in the heart. And so that's, that's why I'm even so drawn to your book is because motherhood has not been easy for me either. Mm-hmm. But you continually point us back to the one who gets us through it. So would you pray that for our listeners? Love to. Dear Lord. When we consider your character and promises, what can we do but worship you? You are Lord, and there is none like you. Holy is your name. Thank you for hearing our prayers, seeing our sorrows, and coming down to us. We praise your glorious goodness, revel in your mercy and grace, wonder at your love and faithfulness, and gratefully accept your forgiveness. Especially in our motherhood trials, remind us of who you are and your promises and teach us to trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Katie, thank you for that. You guys, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm giving away some copies of Katie's book this week. And so um, God is still good. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the book uh, right here. Uh, God is still good. Gospel, hope, and comfort for the unexpected sorrows of motherhood. And honestly, here's what I want to say to all of you guys. If anyone is like, this this could be like the most Debbie Downer I'm about to ever say. But maybe we could start handing these out at, at baby showers, Katie, because <laughs> we're like, FYI, being a mom's great. And it also is really hard sometimes. So take this. <laughs> that poor first time mom. She's going to be like, what? It's going to be hard? And all of us older moms are like, yeah, girl, buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) 
going to be really hard. Um, Katie, before we go, I'd love to hear what are you reading these days? Oh, yeah. So um, I told you I have two daughters, and they are nine and five right now. So there's a little bit of age gap, and they share a bedroom, and they love each other, but they love each other like sisters, and there's Uh definitely some sibling rivalry going on right now. And um, so I decided we're going to read a book about sisters, and (laughs) we are reading Little Women together, Mm. and, um, you know, the... March family with Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy, and um, it's just really been a joy to do that with them. And then along with that, I found this out. Uh, someone else shared this on Instagram. There's a newer book by um, an author named Sarah Miller titled Marmy, and Aww. she kind of takes the story of little women and then tells it through the mom's perspective. So oh that's been fun for me to read on my own. Well, I'm all about this right now because I was telling you before we started recording, I just this weekend got back from Boston and we went to Orchard House where Louisa May Alcott wrote Little Women, uh, where it was kind of set, but not, I mean, not really. It's a fictional story, obviously, but it's about her and her four sisters Mm -hmm. who were really her sisters. Um, And so it was my first time to read Little Women and I loved it. And there's so much sibling rivalry going on (laughs) in Little Women. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, but you guys probably ought, you could probably take a trip over to Orchard House with your girls as well and show them where uh, the book was written and I really really enjoyed it and I'm gonna have to check out the book Marmy because the whole time I was reading it I just kept thinking <laughs> this goes great with our conversation mm-hmm. I just kept thinking can I just be more like Marmy like yes. can I be a mom like Marmy <laughs> <laughs> yes I agree <laughs> that's what I kept thinking and mm-hmm. from the tour I think that Marmy really was a lot like the character in the book so it's mm-hmm. encouraging as well well Katie I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing and mm-hmm. um, for this book which would be such a blessing to so many women who are walking through pain and sorrow and hurts um, within their motherhood uh, for them to a know there's hope and b not feel alone so Mm -hmm. i'm grateful for your voice and thanks for coming on the happy hour oh thanks so much for having me the happy hour with jamie ivy is a production of ivy media podcasts executive produced by jamie ivy produced by Lindsay sweeney edited by angie elkins show notes by nikki ogden art by jen jet barrett original music by matt graham and i'm your host jamie have a happy hour with a friend jake from state farm here hanging out with mel's mow and grow mel chose state farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too so she knew how to help him personalize his policies and now he's rolling in the green like a like a good neighbor guys I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.